0: Welcome to Catholic Confessions. Hello, I'm Edith. The topic for today's podcast is one of the most famous walking trails in the world, the Camino de Santiago. My guest for today is a friend from my parish, Dylan Tan. Dylan recently completed his second Camino walk in Spain and I did a short version of the walk in France two years ago. I didn't really know much about the Camino before I did it So I had to do a lot of research online about what to bring and all that. But this podcast is not focused on the logistical prep that you need for the trip, but rather our experiences of it. So if you've always wanted to know how the Camino is like, maybe our sharing would be helpful for you. Okay, so let's start with what is the Camino?
1: Um, The Camino de Santiago uh, is an ancient pilgrimage route. Uh, in Spain. There's many variations of it. There's the Camino Primitivo, Camino Del Norte, Camino Portuguese, Camino English, and the most popular one is the Camino Francis which is the one that most people do and that's the one that I did twice. That starts from Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port in southern France cross into Spain and all the way to the western part of Spain in the city of Santiago.
0: The Camino has a very long history, right? It is the um, supposed route taken by pilgrims.
1: Yes, there's um, many stories revolving the origin of the Camino. The most popular one, I guess, is the one about King Alphonse II uh, who took that route to Santiago to verify if the remains were those of Saint James the Apostle. That were found uh, in somewhere around santiago
0: so like dylan said there are many routes that are part of the camino so they will all eventually converge on the final destination which is the the church of saint james where supposedly the remains of the great apostle reside and so that's the angle of uh, for a lot of the people who take the the walk okay so let's move on to Uh, when did we do the walk and exactly which part, which which route did we take. Okay, so for for myself, I did the route in in France. So it is from Le Puy to Conque. It's just a 200-kilometer stretch and I did it in about 10 days and it was in summer of 2018.
1: My first Camino was in 2016 in spring. I started from Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port in France uh, went all the way to Santiago That's about 780 kilometers uh, took a rest for about 2 days in Santiago Then I did an extension from Santiago to Finisterre which is the western tip of Spain uh, That's another 100 kilometers So that was in 2016 i um, in 2019, I went again in autumn, I started in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port again, and I stopped in Santiago.
0: Okay, so who did we do the walk with?
1: For both Caminos, I went alone, but the thing is, the Camino, even if you go alone, you're never truly lonely, because there will be a lot of other pilgrims that will be with you as well, so... If you are lonely, you can just uh, bond with them and you would eventually find your own Camino family. That's the term that we use for people that you walk with during the Camino.
0: I guess for me, that, that kind of a experience of a Camino family among strangers was probably not something I could experience because I went in a, in a group. Yeah, So there were seven of us from Singapore and we, we were led by a priest of our parish at that time. Uh, Father Bruno, who is from France. I think we can go on to talk about why. A major question, why do the walk at all? It is such a long and really possibly physically exhausting experience to put ourselves through. So why do it?
1: For my first Camino in 2016, there's a point in time when I was a bit lost in life. I was searching for meaning. Um, and I was in a state of distress as well So I was looking for some uh, emotional healing And just wanting to escape from the hustle and bustle Of uh, the fast-paced environment in Singapore So that was the reason why I went for the Camino I thought about it for a long time In fact, I prayed about it for about nine months <laughs> before eventually I decided to uh, take the plunge and have a break from work, yeah. But at that point in time, my company was very supportive as well. Uh, They granted me a sabbatical so that I can go and enjoy this long distance hike. Yeah, so that was it, my first Camino.
0: For me, I guess my my reasons are not so um, spiritual in a sense. Okay, basically I did the walk because uh, Father Bruno was actively promoting it to my working adult group in church. So during his last few years in Singapore, he's now back in Paris, uh, Father Bruno would lead a group of parishioners on this uh, pilgrimage, on this annual pilgrimage, first to Tézé for a couple of days, and then the Camino. So it happened at that time, um, July 2018, was right before I started my PhD, so I thought, okay, before I do this four to five year thing, I should just uh, give it a go. And um, I must say that I didn't know a lot of the Camino. And also this concept of uh, walking pilgrimage over such a long distance is quite alien to me. So I decided to go primarily because it was going to be a unique experience. How about your second Camino? Um, didn't Mm,
1: yeah my second Camino wasn't really planned in advance I just happened to have the opportunity and the break um, of a couple of months so I thought I wanted to do the Camino again because uh, there were a lot of things that happened on the first Camino and after that uh, especially the point in time when I came back from the first Camino uh, it had great impact on me uh, somehow or rather uh, a lot of people encountered the same thing as well they call it the post-Camino blues whereby uh, when you come back you realize that you can't really fit in into the society anymore there's a lot of things that you realize during your Camino whether is it a sense of purpose whether is it the priorities in life a lot of things changed so um when I went into the forum for the Camino de Santiago and I shared with some of the friends that I met along the way during the first Camino, all of them uh, had various degrees of this post Camino blues. Yeah, So there are also a lot of um, ideas on the forum on how to overcome this post Camino blue. And some of them tried to replicate their Camino experience by going for uh, long-distance hikes in other parts of the world. <laughs> uh, I tried doing that as well, but it somehow or rather, the experience is totally different. Yeah, So a lot of things I realize hasn't actually got to do with the hike itself. It's nothing to do with the scenery of the country. Even not the, the people as well, but most of it has got to do with the programs. Somehow, The pilgrims I met along the way on the first Camino and on the second Camino as well, we sort of bonded to each other because we all had a similar purpose, even though we went there with uh, different objectives. So all the pilgrims, their only objective is to reach Santiago in one piece. And this very simple reason, sort of like, us all together we struggled together in a physical way trying to overcome the slopes the difficulties we face each and every single day so for the second camino i realized that with this a couple of months break i can actually satisfy my longing for the first camino that's why i decided to do it again this time around with different objectives though uh, more of sort of like a thanksgiving to god for all the things that have happened to me for the past few years, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there are many reasons that people choose to do the Camino. Although the name uh, traditionally is a pilgrimage, but a lot of people do it for non-religious uh, or even non-spiritual reasons. They might just want to do a walk. And sometimes along the way, you even come across like big tour groups and they don't have the luggage on their backs. they're just carrying a small bag. And all that, so, so that there are various um, permutations of reasons for taking the Camino, and let's uh, let's go into how the walk was like because typically you would have to do at least twenty plus to thirty kilometers a day, or even forty when when you really need to. Okay, so what do we do during the walk? And definitely you you will encounter some. Uh, people or things or events so how was it like for us mine was um it it took place during the height of summer so it was very very hot and that's not very pleasant for someone like me because usually i avoid the sun but we did visit churches along the way father bruno made sure of that Uh, even small rundown chapels and all that with a very long history to them Uh, But in spite of that, and I was aware that this was a a spiritual pilgrimage, and I did try to pray when I was walking, but very often in those moments when I tried to pray, uh, I found myself making comparisons to my experience during the silent retreat. Those appealed to me more because that was when I could really pray and reflect and uh, without so much physical activity. My most reflective uh, phase during the walk was this three-hour period when I was uh, completely alone. Because usually we would walk uh, maybe within view of at least uh, one other person. Okay, but there was one morning uh, towards the early part of the trip where I sort of made an error and I ended up about one hour ahead of the entire group. Although that was a bit scary at first because we were in a group the whole time. But in the end, it turned out to be a very um, precious experience for me. Because when you're just walking by yourself um, and you see the vast expanse of, of the fields and, and nature all around you, it can be quite an experience, especially for a city dweller like myself. And also because I find that walking in a group, I tended to get easily distracted by everyone else because there's a socializing and then also like concern with uh, how the rest of the group members were. But I must also say that there is an advantage of going in groups is uh, we, we did try to have a sharing every night about our experiences. So that kind of structure did help because then we have a group prayer and reflection and it did help us to focus.
1: For my first Camino, um, I was totally unprepared for it. Of course, I've read some articles and watch the videos on Camino but um, to me I thought it was just a very simple walk so when I went for the first Camino it w- was pretty challenging especially for the first two weeks on my first day um, I shared the room with uh, two other pilgrims um, one of them turned out to be a priest from the US having his sabbatical and his itinerary is very similar to mine Uh, the number of days available and the places that we wanted to visit. So we decided to walk together. Even though he is 60 over years old, he walks twice as fast as me. So um, I had a lot of trouble trying to keep up with him, which is one of the things that I realized from the Camino that you shouldn't try to walk together with someone who is very much faster or slower than you because you will end up injuring yourself so that's what i did on the first camino and by the end of the second week um, my knees were totally bruised and i couldn't keep up with him in fact i couldn't even reach the town that i was supposed to arrive at on two of those days so i ended up uh, staying alone in a very small town sometimes only with a population of 50 people with just one convenience store and a dormitory. It was at a point in time that I prayed really desperately for healing, physical healing, because my knees were in a very bad shape. And little miracles did occur here and there, even though there wasn't any pharmacies in the town, I will have pilgrims who offer me magnesium tablets, who offer me um, knee guards that they found along the way. And with those things, um, I managed to continue my pilgrimage. And within two to three days, I was perfectly okay to travel at a normal speed. And even though I lost contact with the US priest during middle of the pilgrimage. Eventually I met him again towards the last week of uh, the pilgrimage to Santiago and uh, we walked together towards the end and thereafter we continued on the extension to Finisterre as well. Uh, In fact because um, we had similar itineraries, so even after we completed our Camino we went on to Portugal uh, to Fatima and had a bit of a tour there as well yeah so that was for the first camino the second one was pretty much smooth sailing there wasn't any challenges at all nothing physical emotional and it was just a very happy hiking trip which really coincides with my intent for the camino which is really uh, about thanksgiving and about uh, praising god yeah because honestly when your body is in pain uh, that really isn't much capacity for you to really think about thanksgiving and praising yeah so i'm really glad that um, everything was fine and i could focus on uh, the spiritual aspects of the Camino rather than just on my physical conditions
0: yes i completely agree that uh, it is hard to pray really when when you're in uh, deep physical discomfort and you're just uh, struggling along. And yes, uh, hearing what you said, I was also reminded that the Camino is really an opportunity and experience where you find that you really have to rely on on others a lot of times for support, for strength, for even provision of uh, various kinds of supplies. And ultimately, it is a, a reliance on God because there could be a lot of uh, uncertain things along the way. Like, I had gigantic heel blisters in, in spite of all my efforts, all the money I spent on uh, special socks, special shoes. In the end, you know, I had no blisters on my toes unlike everyone else but my heels got it and got it real bad and I had to do almost half of the, the, the trip in sandals which was wholly inappropriate. But somehow, I just um, made it through. Those are the physical difficulties. And I'm, I'm aware that quite a lot of uh, Catholics actually, either they have done a Camino or they really want to do it. Like it's on their bucket list. So what kind of tips do we have for those who plan to go at some point in their lifetime?
1: Actually, after doing the first Camino, uh, I did share with a lot of uh, my friends and parishioners in the community that i serve in honestly everybody can do the camino even people in their 60s 70s it's just that um, a lot of people that i've met especially in singapore they tend to think that it is really uh, something something very physical and they, they are not up to it but seriously nowadays the camino is so well equipped that you have uh, lots of amenities along the way that can help you uh, you can send your packs across and just walk with a day pack or if uh, you are really in a bad condition you can even have a taxi or take a bus to the next town uh, um, No, and nobody is going to judge you for doing that <laughs> because it's your own Camino and your own pilgrimage like uh, there's this friend that I met on the first Camino She's totally unprepared for it She went to the Camino with an 18kg backpack With a DSLR camera and lots of other stuff Which she don't really need So she ended up sending her pack across every single day To the next town that she is going to arrive at But there's some downsides to it though There was this morning when she woke up And um, still feeling like in a dreamy state she filled up the form to send the pack to the next town but she wrote a town that is two days ahead where she had to take the journey and she didn't realize that until her pack is gone and picked up by the courier service so in the end she had to walk more than 50 kilometers on that particular day just so that she can arrive in the town where her pack was that yeah? So um, that's some things that <laughs> I, I remembered pretty well. Yeah,
0: I would think that it's good to. I mean, if you want to do it for a spiritual purpose, it will be good to do some kind of um, preparation, either reading up or try to find some you know quiet time for prayer and reflection before the trip because. Yeah, if you if you don't do that because the you you'll be struck by the the physicality of it if you're not used to it. So then then it becomes it might become quite difficult, and also whether to do it yourself or in a group. After my group experience, I would say um, try to do it yourself or. If you want to avoid the feeling of being totally alone in a foreign land, then maybe you might want to arrange to meet up with a friend or maybe acquaintance along the way, like what um, Dylan experienced. And and just enjoy the, the feeling of um, walking by yourself. And also, just want to say that on a very practical level, I find that the Camino could be very helpful if uh, you had recently experienced a uh, major loss or a very um, big crisis in your life that that happens to us at some point and yeah and and if you feel that there's a lot of things that you cannot let go of and and there's a huge burden that you're carrying going for something like the Camino could be very healing uh, for you as Dylan had described different people embark on this Camino pilgrimage for various reasons So it would be a good idea for you to pray about it and then take the plunge. You will not be alone and it will also be a long and fulfilling journey of trust and acceptance in the Lord. Thank you for listening and God bless. For more confessions, do check out our website and Facebook page.